joke just went viral. Bitch, be Hey there, and uh, welcome to the first episode of Not All Bad. I'm Zach Andrews, but of course, you already knew that because literally only people that know me are going to listen to this. So uh, you already know who I am. And thank you for listening. It's actually You are actually the only person to listen. You're the one. Yeah, you are the only one to um, be a good enough friend for me to, first of all, confide in you that I was working on this. And second of all, to actually go and listen. So that's a tight Venn diagram to squeeze into, and you're actually the only one in the middle. So thank you for listening. Yeah, and you know what? This whole uh, podcast thing is uh, is pretty weird. It's hard to get past that. I flip-flop a lot back and forth on why I wanted to do this and if I really wanted to do this because it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, it's kind of an embarrassing thing, honestly. And uh, I mean, that's even if no one is listening to this, even if you, the one person, have already stopped listening because um, not only do I have to sit here and talk to nobody, but I also have to go through all the audio of me talking to nobody and listen to my own voice, which is uh, mighty uncomfortable. But I'm having fun, and uh, I hope that this is as therapeutic and as fun as I hope it can be. So yeah, um, I guess the reason I'm doing this is because I've come to the realization this summer that I need creative outlets. Uh, it's just how my brain works. Um, I'm a really creative person, I think, and I haven't really had the opportunity to express that in my career, so I kind of look for other avenues. And I found a lot at A&M, like Fish Camp and the Mugdown and all that, and that was great. But uh, now I need something that's not a student organization because I'm no longer a student, as sad as that is. So I came up with this, uh, pretty weird, again, but I think it's got to be great, so bear with me. And also, uh, I actually, uh, this is a big investment, and a stupid one at that. So uh, if, if you listen and you support me, then you're helping me not feel the just terrible, unbearable, gut-wrenching guilt of wasting money and time, which uh, I face a lot. I, for some reason, that really bothers me. So yeah, um, enough about me because nobody cares about that. Here's how the show is going to work. Here's how I envision it. So we're going to start off with something that over the last week made me mad, and I'm just going to complain about it, and I'm, I'm going to come prepared to every show with something that just really pissed me off in the last seven days and complain about it. And after I do that for a while, and who knows how long that's going to take, because everyone knows that I just love to talk, and especially if that talking is, is negative in some way. So yeah, we could be here for a while. But after I go on that initial rant, I'm going to uh, take a bunch of random topics written down by someone other than me, so I won't even know what these topics are. And I'm just going to draw one out of the hat randomly. Then I'm going to complain about it. And I'll probably do that three or five times or however long it takes to get the length of the show that I'm trying to hit, which uh, at this time I don't actually know. But uh, I'll, I'll rant on a bunch of random stuff for a while. And kind of the idea behind that is I think I can find the negative and complain about pretty much anything, which is a, a terrible skill and makes me a sad, sad man. But hopefully it'll be funny or else this is all worthless. And again, I will have wasted a lot of time and money. And again, I won't know what any of those topics are as I draw them. So uh, hopefully there'll be some funny improvisation in that, 
which would be cool. But after that, uh, we go into the final segment of the show. And the show is called Not All Bad, so I'd like to end on a bit of a positive note. And I'll do exactly what I did at the beginning of the show, except the opposite. So I'll come prepared with something that made me happy in the last week. And I'll talk about uh, why it made me happy and why I like it. So yeah, that's the format of the show. Again, I don't really know how long it's going to take. And I don't really know uh, what to expect at all because I've never done this before. And that's quite uh, intimidating. But it's going to be a lot of fun. So bear with me. And without further adieu, I think it's time that we begin. Enough about the exposition of the backstory. Let's just get into the complaining. First up is something that has made me mad in the last week. And if I already have not lost all of my listeners for being all one of my listeners, being you, uh, for being uh, unprofessional or for bad sound quality or whatever the hell might be wrong with this, which there's a lot of options out there. Uh, I might I might lose you with this controversial opinion. But something that made me mad in the past week, Chick-fil-A, actually. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there as quickly as possible. Definitely Chick-fil-A has made me mad in the past week, which is kind of a crazy notion because if you actually think about it, Chick-fil-A does two things very well. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here. No matter who is listening, uh, everyone's going to be on board with this. And everyone knows this already. But their food is great and their customer service is great. And you only need one of those things to be a successful fast food chain. And that's good food. Because everywhere else on the planet, other than possibly In-N-Out Burger, has inexcusably bad service. But Chick-fil-A, not only do, do they do the one important thing correctly, they get two right. So they really don't deserve any hate, but I'm going to give it to them anyway. The one thing that I don't like about Chick-fil-A is the damn drive-thru. And, okay, first of all, I'm the kind of person that will go inside if the drive-thru line is too long. I don't think that's that uncommon. But if I pull up to a fast food restaurant and the line is long in the drive-thru, I'm going inside, all right? I want my food fast, and that's the trade-off, okay? Either you put in no effort and you wait a long time, or you put in some effort Get out, use your legs, go inside and get some food. And that's an exchange you have to make. You know, I run those mental numbers all the time because I'm eating out all the time, especially at places that are terrible for you. But Chick-fil-A, no matter what time of day you go, I mean, last time I went in this past week that made me so mad, it was like 3.30 in the afternoon. But the drive through line is always ridiculously long because everyone loves that place. They're always there. And it really turns this formula on its head of calculating whether or not it's worth it to go inside or whether or not it's worth it to wait in the drive-thru. Because in order to navigate through the drive-thru line at Chick-fil-A, it's so long, you have to just go around this maze of cars, of, of cars lined up in three different rows waiting to order their food, of cars pouring out of the drive-thru, and then of the people pulling in and pulling out of the parking spots. So you have to get through this labyrinth to even find a parking spot. And already by then, you have expended more effort and more time than you would have waiting in the drive-thru. That's one thing that's wrong with Chick-fil-A. It's because they're so good that it causes a problem. Their customer service is so great that this problem exists in the first place. Because their drive-thru line is always stacked so far that they 
end up spilling over into other establishments' parking lots, which I'm sure doesn't make them very happy. But they still somehow managed to get that huge volume of cars through rapid fire. And at this point, it sounds like I'm not even complaining. I'm just praising them aggressively, but we're going to get there. That's the first problem, is that they just turned this notion of whether or not it's worth it to go inside or wait in line in the drive-thru on its head. And that just is frustrating to me, because I like consistency, and they're an outlier. But the, the drive-thru itself is actually a lot worse. There, there's a bigger problem with the drive-thru. And you know that I'm taking the drive-thru every time I go to CFA. It doesn't matter, because, like I said... For some reason, they defy the laws of fast food physics and getting in the drive-thru line at Chick-fil-A means you're going to expend less effort and go faster. So I don't know what it is. So I'm in the drive-thru line. And of course, it's, you know, splitting into those three different lanes or two or four. I'm sure they've, you know, gone even higher than that at some locations that are absurdly busy. But you get in line in the drive-thru and you're just waiting to place your order. But here's the catch is that what you don't know is there's a Chick-fil-A employee wearing one of those stupid vests. It looks like someone left a high-vis vest out in a hurricane. A real one. Whatever it is, they're not even vests. They're basically just straps they wrap around their body. I don't understand. It's some sort of liability thing, but I think the employees ought to sue Chick-fil-A for making them wear that ridiculous get-up. Because there's no one... I mean, maybe at Chick-fil-A, which moves so efficiently that cars are going to go fast enough to actually hit a person taking their order. I guess I could buy that. But this poor person wearing like black slacks in the 100 degree heat at lunchtime comes over to your window and you're not, you're not even ready to order because you haven't even seen the menu. You're like 30 yards away from the menu, but because they insist on serving their customers so well and getting their food to them so quickly that they have a person come to you and take your order rather than relying on the machine with the menu attached. And some people are are probably, I mean, I get most people that go there probably know exactly what they're going to order before they even pull up into the parking lot or get in line. But not me, because not only am I indecisive, but I don't go to Chick-fil-A that much. Maybe this is why I don't go to Chick-fil-A that much. But I I don't know. I need to see a menu. And yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's, first of all, pretty much anything on the menu is a safe bet, right? Uh, except for the salads. I mean, I'm sure they're great, but I'm never going to get that anyway. But I'm sure that everything on the menu is, is, you know, decent. But I'm talking like I need to know some details. Like uh, last time I went, I asked the person what size, like how many strips comes in the small or the large strip meal. And she said, well, you can get one, two, three, or five. And like that question, I- I'm more confused now. But if there was a menu in front of my face, then I, would, I wouldn't even need to ask it. So I'm always like stumbling over like what I'm trying to order. And, and they're always asking me the questions I don't expect. Like if you get a chicken deluxe sandwich or whatever, they ask you what kind of cheese you want. Like what other fast food place offers you a selection of cheeses? I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for that Chick-fil-A. Especially when if someone is asking me to my face. I can barely talk to them inside when there's a menu behind their heads on what I want, much less this person right in front of me asking me to roll my window down when I haven't even thought about it because the the drive through sign and menu is 30 feet away. And you know what? I bet all that I would have to do is say, excuse me, 
do you have a mini that I could look at? I'm not quite sure what I want. I bet they have like little paper ones or something that they would be happy to let me have. But therein lies another problem, and that's that I've got a whole line of cars into the next county behind me. It's not Outback Steakhouse. I mean, I don't have time to go through a menu and read. That's what the drive throughs for. You can pull up to the drive through sign while the person in front of you orders, and then you're close enough to read off the menu so you know what you want when it's your turn. You have time to not only process what you're going to order, but you can see what you're going to order so you know what's on the menu. Both of those are out of the question at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. And that, to me, is infuriating. I'm still going to eat there, but it's infuriating. And also, Chick-fil-A, don't fix that because it is way more important to me that I get that food into my mouth as quickly as as humanly possible, and you are ensuring that. So thank you. But it still makes me mad. But don't fix it. But it makes me mad. So there you have it. And that was uh, that was the, the prepared rant of the week. Now it's time for the main course, which is uh, all the random rants. So just a, a little bit of a look behind the curtain, behind the scenes here. Uh, I have a... Uh, it's a very high-tech operation. I have a document with a bunch of different topics numbered starting at one and they're each on their own page. I haven't seen any of them yet. And I'm going to uh, generate a random number using uh, Google. And then I'm going to go to that number on the document and complain about the thing that's, that's listed under that number. So here we go. Uh, I got 10 and uh, 10 is excessive public displays of affection. So that's the topic. And I guess uh, I guess it's only fitting that for my first one, I get a bit of a t-ball shot because nobody likes that. I think uh, anyone on this earth could complain about that at length. Look, it, it's gross. Nobody wants to see that. Okay, that's well established. There, there's no point in lingering on that thought. It is unnecessary. But here's the thing that I don't think is is considered a lot. It's hard to get past that initial barrier of just that it's disgusting. It reminds me of that Vine. And oh God, that might be a prepared rant for another day is how much I hate Vine. Uh, but I already talked about Chick-fil-A and that was polarizing enough for one time. But um, it reminds me of that Vine where those like that like teenage couple are making out at that table in the restaurant and the guy's like, is this allowed? Everyone thinks that because it, it's just so gross and it's hard to get over that wall to get to the underlying part of why excessive PDA or really, I mean, that's a very low threshold to cross over from acceptable PDA to excessive PDA. That line is so thin and it's so low, but any PDA, people do it not for their own benefit. People aren't kissing each other, making out in public for their own benefit. They're doing it as a as sort of a call to the other people around them that they have a companion with which to do that with. It's definitely a, it's a it's a braggart move. It's a bold move and it's utterly reprehensible. But these people are doing it because it makes them look cool. It makes them look like it, it's just a call to nature just broadcasting the fact that they have somebody to kiss. 
and that shit is in is inappropriate because I mean on one hand there's a lot of people out there who don't have someone to kiss and is a longtime member of that group of humanity PDA is just the absolute worst because not only is it it's gross for everyone but for those people that don't have anyone to kiss it's just a slap in the face so I don't do that I I feel like if you're holding hands in public that's okay it's a, and it's okay to kiss in public if you're married or if you're dating and you're over 35. But if you, any other no any other time than that, it's inappropriate. It's a sin against God. It's a, it's a sin against the good Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to see that in public. You take that home to your living room. Make sure you have a chaperone. But you don't do that in public. All right? And you certainly don't go, go behind closed doors. Doing it in public, Doing it in private is worse. Kissing in private is worse than kissing in public. Kissing in public is like praying on the street corners to uh, be a hypocrite and show that um, you love God. But unlike prayer in private, uh, kissing in private is uh, is just as worse because it's a sin against God too. Uh, so watch out. Be careful out there. So that was pretty quick, but that was an easy one. And that was the first one. So let's move on. Let's go to the next one. Generating a number here. I got nine. I'm going to jump back one. <laughs> uh, it's actually Vine, um, which I just said I, I'm going to talk about another time. I, I really don't have the energy to do that tonight. Also, we're already 17 minutes uh, into the podcast, and I'm, I'm not going to go over an hour. And, and believe me, I can talk for an hour on all this stuff. The Vine episode is probably going to be about six hours long. I'm already going on. A, I'm starting. I thought I wasn't going to go on a rant, and in going in going on a rant about not going on a rant, I'm ranting. I hate Vine. I could talk about it for hours about how much I hate it. It's terrible, and it's so terrible, and so I hate it so much that I am not. I, I'm not going to talk about it today. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, save it for another day. God, I'm heated. <laughs> okay, sorry. That is funny though that uh, that I ended up with Vine as a as a random one. Uh, so I'm going to do a new number, and uh, I got five. So let's see what five is. Fact, uh, I actually tweeted about this uh, just the other day. Five is um, about when people add names like Karen or Chad to their jokes. I hate this, man. It, it's become like a really popular thing that, that people do a lot lately. Um, they'll like insert when they don't know the name of someone or they're t generalizing like a stereotype or something they'll refer to the person they're talking to uh it's usually either karen or becky or chad or something like that i, I mean i hate that i really really hate that because um it's just that shit isn't funny and people use it as a crutch they just limp along they have a, a joke that is basically it's got nothing to stand on pardon the pun and so they use it. Uh, they they use those names, fake names, as a crutch. And really, I mean, if it's the bottom line is it's extremely uncreative. And I am so creative that I just invented a new word to describe someone that's not creative. Uh, if you recall, the actual word is uncreative. And so, for you lay people out there who who aren't as creative as me, we'll just use uncreative for the time being. It is very uncreative, and uh, humor is all about being creative. Um, this show, this show is an example of that. This show is extremely creative. 
I just went on a several minute rant about how nobody likes public displays of affection. Nobody's done that before. Nobody has ever complained about PDA. I'm the first one to do it. So you can take my word for it when it comes to creativity and humor. I'm a bit of an expert. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, so, it's so weak. And the problem with this topic is the problem with using Karen or Chad to refer to somebody randomly or make a generalization in your jokes or your comments on society or whatever is that not only are you using these names to support a weak joke, you're using a weak joke to support some sort of like cold take or widely held political view. It's always like some sort of, they're always trying to make a statement when people say this kind of stuff. I think it's, it's bad humor. It's, it's ineffective at doing either one of two things, making you laugh or making a statement on something in a meaningful, meaningful way. Just doesn't work. I challenge you. If you do this, um, you're not beyond all hope. All right. Try to, uh, Try to eliminate that from your vocabulary. Also, a, a really funny thing to do is uh, th- something that is actually funny, and it heralds back to the creativity thing, or at least I think it's funny, is uh, using names like that, but uh, not like uh, easy, easy names or like in creative names like Chad. It's throwing like a Dimitri or something. R- refer to somebody as as uh, a Mary a Mary Margaret. People love that. I mean, that's, that's, I call that, that's not a crutch. That's flair. You're just adding a little bit of flair to your jokes. Try that. This has been Humor Talk with Zach. Thank you for listening. Special guest, uh, Jim Gaffigan, up next. Okay, so, generating a new number, and I get four. Let's go to see what four is. Four is Uber or Lyft. Now, this is what I'm talking about, having to uh, think of something bad about these two things, because they're great. I mean, I use them a lot, and when I say I use them, I mean I tell people I don't have the Uber app, but they can order the Uber, and I'll pay them back, and I never, ever pay them back uh, because I'm a terrible person. Uh, well, actually, the guilt of that is hitting me pretty hard right now. But yeah, uh, I love Uber. It's a really great service, or Lyft, or whatever. Uber had all the controversy, so a lot of people switched to Lyft. Uh, but whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever gets you home safe. I, I think the obvious answer here about what sucks about Uber is... Uh, uh, me and my friends always argue about who has to sit in the front. Because that's like the worst position to be in. It's like, it's like a... I mean, taxis are like this too. Although, much like everything else... When you compare the two, taxes are way worse. But I, I, I don't want to have to be the one to carry on the conversation with the Uber driver. I say that. Of course, I do. Anyway, for, I'll be a backseat discussion leader all the time. If we're on the way to like the tap or something. I just can't keep my mouth shut after I'm a few beers in. But before, I mean, if I'm tired on the way home or something, I'm not talking. And I don't want to be the one in the front seat that has to talk because that's the worst. So I always, we always get in an argument about who has to do that. Uber and Lyft drivers. Quickest way to five stars. Don't speak to me the whole time. 
I, I can't do anything about it directly because, again, I'm not the one who ordered the ride. I don't have the app. I'm not the one leaving the review. But if you don't speak the whole time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend to the person who ordered the Uber, they give you five stars. Which I, I don't know. That's kind of one, one of the things that like uh, the new Uber CEO is hitting on, I guess, only based on his apology commercials where he's talking about, like, we listen to our customers now. Which brings me to another point. I hate marketing, advertising in general. And if you like that stuff or you studied it or whatever, I'm sorry, but I hate it passionately because I just feel like all these companies are trying to play mind games with me, you know? Uber, uh, Facebook, there's a third one that I can't remember. I'm pulling a Rick Perry. But they all had like some big controversy in the past and now they're making these commercials to say they're sorry. I don't like that. You're wrong. Just get over it. The public is going to forget about it anyway. I guess it would be just as bad if they didn't say anything. But man, you know what really pisses me off actually are those billboards on the side of the roads that say, does advertising work? Just did. And they're advertising like the ad space on the billboard. This is why I have such a big problem with marketing. Because there's no advertisement that you can complain about and not have the argument thrown back in your face of, well, if you're still talking about it, it's not a bad advertisement. It gets in your head. So if you, if you see a, like a terrible Super Bowl commercial and then you go to work the next day and you're around the water cooler complaining about how awful that commercial is, like uh, Puppy Monkey Baby or whatever that one was. Which I guess that one wasn't that successful because I don't even remember the company that, that did it. But that's a good example. You go you, you go home the next day, you talk about it, and you say, man, that was a bad advertisement. Well, then someone can always say, no, it wasn't. You're still thinking about it now. You're still The company is still in your head. You're still spreading the word of the company. So what's a guy to do, you know? Like those billboards. Does advertising work? Just did. I see that on the side of the road. I read them. Just because I'm, I'm looking around as I drive. It's a long drive. I'm on the highway. I'm going between cities or whatever. Looking for stuff to look at. Keep my mind alert. And I see this billboard. Does advertising work? Just did. And then I think, no, it didn't. I don't want to buy your product anymore. So t- I'm not going to buy that ad space on the billboard now. So there, it didn't work. Oh, but didn't it? Because now, that billboard was five miles in the past. And you're still thinking about the damn thing. And you're like, well, I guess, no, it's, that doesn't mean it worked. And then before you know it, you spend the next hour and a half drive on the way home thinking about that damn billboard and how, I guess, in the end, it really did work because you're still thinking about it. And now I'm still thinking about it now. And that it's Lamar. Lamar is the company that owns the billboard. So you know what, Lamar? I guess so. I guess you're right. I guess advertising does work. It just did. It has been. It's been working this whole time. And I just find the whole concept of of marketing kind of like manipulative anyway. I mean, it's supposed to be, right? But I don't like to think about it too much because these days, to me, my impression of it is it goes beyond just making something appealing. I feel like it's trying to kind of access psychology a little bit. And that uh, honestly kind of freaks me out. Freaks me out a little bit. But 
It's like the same. It's like uh, I IHOP is a good example. Like, there's no way in hell IHOP, International House of Pancakes, was really ever going to rebrand to IHOB, International House of Burgers. That wasn't going to happen. They just wanted to generate some sort of controversy, right? So by making their, you know, they probably did some sort of market study, found that hamburgers were their like lowest selling item. So they needed some way to boost it. So they came up with this marketing campaign. And as a bonus, it made a bunch of people mad, which got a lot of people talking about IHOP or IHOB or whatever. But they're never going to change anything. It was all stay woke. It was all to generate a controversy. And it, it, it worked. And people were all over the place, all over social media, in person, saying, man, what a dumb idea. Yeah, nice try, IHOP. Nice try. It didn't work on me, but it did because you're talking about it. And now you're thinking about IHOP. And now next time you go to IHOP, you're going to think about their burgers and you're probably not going to order one. But I know one thing's for sure. They really did spike those burger sales in that week or so. So they bumped those burgers out of the lowest performing demographic or whatever they were trying to do. It was a resounding success. That, there, there, there it is. There's the underlying problem. You don't, marketing doesn't have to make you happy for it to be a success. I think that's why I hate it so much. Another example that comes to mind, Sexiest Man Alive, People Magazine, Blake Shelton. That kind of stuff happens all the time, but that's like the most egregious example. The most offensive example of marketing run amok was Blake Shelton for Sexiest Man Alive. But they do that because it's controversial. They're not actually going to pick someone who's a real contender for Sexiest Man Alive. Not in this day and age. Not in 2018. Are you kidding me? Because by picking somebody like Blake, it's making a lot of people mad. And when people get mad, they talk. That's what this whole podcast is about. Because I can't keep my mouth shut when I get mad. And a lot of people are similar like that. So when they saw Blake Shelton on that People magazine cover, they were pissed. So they started talking about it and tweeting about it. And guess what? That got a lot of generated, generated a lot of buzz on People magazine. Stay woke. Everything's a scam. Um, and I guess that's what's wrong with Uber and Lyft. A little bit off topic there, but that is something, I mean, that, that is prepared rant worthy material, that marketing thing, but I'm glad I got it out anyway in that first episode. That was important to me. So whatever, I guess, uh, the, the big thing to take away from this is, uh, sitting in the front seat in an Uber is bad and overall marketing is a scam and his sole purpose is to manipulate you. So just, uh, be, be aware of that. And I think we'll actually stop there with the random rants for this show. I think three is a pretty good number. Now it's time for the third and final segment of the podcast. That's why we call it Not All Bad. It's the positive rant of the week. And uh, today, I'm going to do an easy one. I'm going to do something that a lot of people relate to, I think. But I don't think enough do. And something that's uh, that's always on my mind. I like astronauts and I like space and that kind of stuff. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I uh, I couldn't tell you why. I, I don't know why, but I have been. 
I mean, astronauts are the peak of, of human existence, right? I mean, you have to be in incredible shape to be able to do that. It, it, it's extremely physically fit. You got to be smart as hell. I mean, you're flying a space shuttle, right? That's, uh, you have to be you know, top of the line in terms of intelligence and physical strength to be able to do any of that. And not only that, but like you have to have 20-20 vision to fly like a fighter jet. Now I'm no expert on uh, on fighter planes, or pilots, or any uh, ever uh, or anything. I'm not an expert in anything, but um, imagine the the requirements. You you got to basically be be born the perfect human, with no sort of like you have to have perfect vision, all that kind of stuff, extremely fast reflexes, things that go beyond just being physically fit. That to me is that to me is, is nuts. So you, you got to do all that. Okay. You got to be smart. And then you have to be like, just a, a cool person, right? You're going to be stuck in a tin can up in space, uh, a distance that I don't even know. Uh, okay. It's big, a big distance away, bigger than any other human has ever experienced before. Almost away from any other person trapped in, in a tin can with all these other people that you have to get to know intimately and spend all your time with. And it's all it's not only the people you work with, they're not only your coworkers, but they're your roommates and they're everything else in between. So so you got to be a cool gal or guy. You know there's a personality factor that goes into it beyond just being strong or smart. And of course, all these people are, are military men and women for the most part. So you have to be brave or whatever in addition, which is an obvious one. And, and I don't know how important this is to you, but loyal and all that stuff too. Right. It just, it's amazing to me that people like that actually exist. Nobody exemplifies each important aspect of being a human to the greatest degree other than astronauts, in my opinion. Also, I haven't thought about it very much, so I'm sure there are other examples, but uh, that's just so impressive to me. The fact that, like, I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Probably not. But um, I, I've looked up at the moon before, at the night sky, and just it, it sat in awe and thought that, like, we a person has walked there. A member of my species has walked there. That's incredible. That's amazing. I, I love that. And I love to think about that. We, as, as humans, have just come so, such a long way. And that's so impressive to me i mean we're always uh we're always growing we're always learning we're trying to make the world better most of us i'm not very good at it but i'm trying i'm not trying very hard but it's better than other people who, who aren't trying at all or who are trying to make it worse or better for themselves only but man history time what a world we live in i'm gonna probably talk about that kind of stuff Super often. Just because I love history. I love reflecting on life and the grand scheme of what it means to be human and what other humans before me have done and how it's affected my life today as a human. Man, I love that stuff. I love it. It's fascinating. I, it's, it's almost therapeutic. I like to think about it and it makes me feel better about myself usually. Except we think things that like um, Alexander the Great 
conquered the entire known world and most of the nearby unknown world. And then he died at like 30, 35. I haven't conquered any nation and I'm 23 now. So if you think about it from that perspective, sometimes it gets you down. Also, Ice Cube was only 18 when Straight Outta Compton came out. Um, which a lot of people have said this. Uh, Ice Cube is a bit like the Alexander the Great of our generation, you know? But whatever. A lot of great people have come before us. They made the world the way it is today. Also, a lot of bad people have too. But for better or worse, this is the life we're living. Um. Boy, this got a little too deep. Also, it's not it's 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 not very deep, but it's deeper than I ever intended to go. So yeah, anyway, uh, nature, time, history, all that stuff to me, technology, super cool. So I'll probably be talking about that a lot. But that was the uh, that was the thing that I've been thinking about the past week that made me happy. So I hope it made you happy too, or at least uh, made you think a little bit, um, and was uh, some positivity for the show, which is a good note to end on. And you know what? That is actually going to do it for me. That was the end of the show. So thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, truly that means a lot to me. I am sitting here right now finishing up this recording and I did not realize how much fun this would be. It is super late at night. I stayed up really late doing this because I started pretty late. I thought it was just going to be a quick thing. Um, I was going to only record for a little bit and then like finish the rest as the week goes on. But I was just having so much fun that I kept going and going and going. Um, and I did most of it in one night. So it's been awesome. A lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in. It means a lot to me. It really does because, first of all, I would have never told you about this in the first place if we weren't good friends to begin with. So you can take that to the bank. And it means even more to me that you actually listen to the whole thing. So thank you. If you haven't already, make sure you uh, subscribe on iTunes if you want to, just so that you can always go back to the podcast app and uh, new episodes will be right at the top. That way you don't have to keep searching through the app every time you want to listen, which uh, after this episode, maybe never again. But I hope that's not true. Also, uh, I'm on SoundCloud and hopefully Google Play, maybe Stitcher and Overcast as well. Maybe Spotify eventually. Here's the thing, all right? about this podcast setup. It's that I have to create an episode before I can even upload it anywhere. So I don't know how this is going to work. So for this first episode, we're just going to roll with it, all right? If you need to use a better service down the road, maybe wait till episode two or three comes out and then try searching it on there. Um, I'm sorry. It's all I got. It's all they're letting me work with. So it's definitely going to be on iTunes. It's definitely going to be on SoundCloud because that's the service I used to host it in the first place. Other than that, I don't know. All right, but hopefully I can get it on Google Play for you Android users and Stitcher and Overcast for people who are like super into podcasts, which I don't even have those. Maybe I should look into it, but story for another day. Anyway, I'm Zach Andrews. This has been Not All Bad. Thanks for listening. Sit down. Sit down.